thank you, everyone. Um, great to have you here. And I know you've heard it already a number of times, but uh, Happy New Year. Great to, be, great to be here with you today. And, you know, it's always, it, it is a challenge. It's always a challenge to figure out what are you going to say on the very first day of the year? Because normally I have like a few days into the new year before we have to say it. But this is actually the new, the new year. So um, I want to, I wanna, you know, I've titled this Own It for 2017. And, and here, here's basically what I want to talk about today. You know, wh- wherever you are in your faith, I want you to fully own it this year. Um, I want you to be uncomfortable this year. I want you to be, you know, get past the complacency. I want you to truly trust God this year. I want you to truly immerse yourself. Wherever you are in your faith, I want you to go deeper. I want you to go longer. I want you to pray harder. I want you to become more faithful. You know, wherever, you know can we do that for 27? Can we really trust God in a brand new way this, this year, in a way that's going to make us uncomfortable? I, can we say that? Okay, and, okay, amen. All right, um, and I and I want to do it. And I want to do it in a kind of an, uh, uh, a way that you've already heard. All right, because um, in the month of December, we we talked. We had this theme in the month of December of peace. This 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 element that you know. I, I know as a pastor, I hear all the time the difficulties that people have with this term of peace. You know, we would love to have peace in our lives. And, and, it's, and, it's a, and it's a big, big deal for people. And I thought I would just continue that theme. And I, I, I thought, I, I thought we, we'd kind of unpack it. And I thought we'd unpack it um, through verses that we're, you know, if you've been a believer for any period of time, you're really familiar with. Because it's, it's, it's a passage, and I know you've heard me quote it a number of times. And in fact, this passage has become very, very personal for me. Very personal. You know how parts of Scripture just seem to speak to you at the right moment of your life and, and kind of become, you know, almost a promise from God that, 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 that you want to embrace and, and you're experiencing something in your life that really impacts you. And these verses are very, very important, you know, um, and, and really been meaningful for me in the last number of, of months, and, and I want to kind of use this to kind of launch this own it for 2017. And here's another thing, too. Um, I am firmly convinced that we chase peace in so many different ways in our lives. We chase it. You know, we, do, we try to do it, you know, through friendships, through love, through, you know, financial means. We, we try to embrace peace. But there's only one thing that truly brings peace in our lives, and it's this element called faith and faith in Christ. Jesus talked a lot about bringing peace into people's lives. And, and you know, I've, I've, I've been reading a lot. You know, I like to read over the holidays. And I, I, can't rem- I can't believe the number of articles over the Christmas season that were all about slamming faith. I, I just, I was so struck this year, you know, so many people writing against Christmas, against faith, again, and I thought, you know, what, what they're actually doing is generating a climate of peacelessness to the world. I, I really do believe that. I think there's two very great dangers that we're seeing fermenting in our culture and in our world today is is the move away from faith 
That, you know, Brent mentioned it during communion, that we are all about ourselves. We can, we can do it. We can, you know, we can, you know, get tough. We can, you know, get going. We can look deep within ourselves and all that stuff. I think that, you know, I think that's a very dangerous philosophy, to be quite honest. I, I, think, I think that has proven historically to be a dangerous path to take. And that the other dangerous path is to have a character of God that isn't necessarily the biblical picture of God and to use that as a, as a means of, you know, discrimination, as a means of, you know, um, hating other people or being judgmental or, or all that. You know, those are the two great dangers I see in life. And because so many people are embracing those two um, elements of life, if I can say it, peace is going to be fleeting. Peace is going to be a problem. Peace is not going to be easy to attain. Peace is going to be trouble all the way through. So when we want to own it for 2017, we want to own a faith that is legitimate, a faith that is biblical, a faith that is rooted in the character and the nature of Jesus Christ and that brings real peace into our, our lives in a really powerful way. So that's, that's, that's what I want to talk about this morning. And um, we're going to look at a really, really familiar passages. And here, here's the thing about peace. Here's the thing about peace. It usually, we, we said over the Christmas holidays that peace for tomorrow begins by embracing a peace of God today. Okay? And, 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 you know, the stressors that happen in our lives are usually external stressors, right? External things that, that um, you know, external stressors are, are a lot about uncertainty. How many of us, you know, look at 2017 and say, I'm really uncertain about a number of areas, right? Really uncertain, you know? Like, like how many of us are uncertain about the economic climate in our country, Right? Beginning 2017. I don't know about you, but 2017 is a very scary year economically. Right? You know? And then there's internal stressors. All the, all the personal things that are happening in our lives. The emotional things that, that cause anxiety. All, all that kind of stuff. Relationships that, that happen. So there's these two great stressors that happen in our lives um, from a continual point of view. So um, here, here are the passages we're going to deal with really quickly this morning. And uh, many of you know them, but they're some of my favorite verses in the entire Bible. Don't worry about anything. Gee, thanks a lot. Right? Don't worry about anything. That is so easier said than done, isn't it? Right? Okay? Instead, instead, now Paul never leaves us with just a command without giving us an alternative. Okay? This is called replacement theology. This is called, you know, replacement. Here's what to do. If you're going to do this... Paul always gives us something to counter it with, so we have something to work with, okay? Instead, pray about everything, you know? And, um, and, and we've, we've said, if you, can, if you can worry continually, you can pray continually. So if that bothers you, that's, that's what you can do. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. There, there's, a, there's something to put on your fridge and to put it uh, there for the entire... 2017, then, 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 notice the word then, you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace 
will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Let's unpack this a little bit. This is a beautiful, 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 beautiful passage. At first, it assumes faith in Christ. Okay, that is the bottom line. If you are chasing peace by any other means, I'm sorry, you're going to fail. I'm sorry, it's just plain and simple, you're going to fail. Um, I, I'm, you know, I've been a professional Christian for a lot of years, and I can tell you, you know, I'm professional because I get paid to do what I do, okay? I just, you know. All right? As opposed to an amateur Christian. I know, you're not an amateur Christian, right? You know? Sorry about that. But in other words, you know, people come to me all the time with, you know, I, I'm invited into a lot of personal space. In people's lives. I'm just invited into a lot of personal space. And, and let me tell you, you know, peace. Um, this is a beautiful passage for people to embrace. So many people struggle with this internal peace thing. But without this faith in Jesus Christ to begin, to begin, peace is going to be fleeting. Peace is going to be elusive. Peace is going to be difficult to attain. And if you do attain it on your own, it's not going to last very long. It's just going to evaporate. Something's going to come up. Some situation's going to happen that you're not prepared for, that you're not emotionally equipped for, that you're not able to deal with, and it's just going to derail that piece. You're going to say, oh, great, it was fine. Now i got to work it all up again. That is not what peace in Christ means. Peace in Christ means, you know, you have a level consistent with your faith that stays there no matter what it is that's happening in your life. Okay? So this is, this is really important. Now, let's talk about worry for a second. Worry is, um, you know, worry happens in the areas of our lives where we have the most emotional investment. Isn't that true? We worry about the things in our lives where we have the most emotional investment, whether it's our families, whether it's our jobs, whether it's, you know, our sense of insecurity or what it is that we can't control, all of those kinds of things. The deeper our emotional investment in something, the more tendency we're going to have to worry about it. Okay? This is why Paul says, tell God through prayer what you need. Because you can't control those situations that, have, that you have an emotional investment in. And what we try to do is control those situations. And what Paul is saying, instead of trying to control the situations that you can't control anyways, that you have a deep emotional connection to, instead transfer all of that into God who can handle it. It's a God who will give you the peace that passes all understanding. And by the way, the way the text is written, it means to continually pray, to continually pray, to continually pray, to continually pray until you get the peace that God is going to give you. You're not going to always be able to just remove that, to, you know, to do it one time. Even though God will take it, even though God will give you, God is going to exercise that peace even for the first. You may not feel that right away. But pray about it. Continue to pray about it. Don't forget about it. Continually pour your heart out to God. And God will listen. And these are the supplications that you can, you know. And I, and I, and I, and I love, 
and I, and I love this, this promise. And I've said many, many times, you know, we want all these kinds of promises from God for when we pray. We want all these answers from God when we pray. The only place that I can find in the Bible that gives us a, a, an absolute answer to every one of our prayers, no matter what it is that we pray, is this thing called peace. Is this thing called peace. God will answer our request, yes, but it might be in the form of a no. Or it might be in the form of a maybe. Or a not yet. And, or, it may, or, or he may answer it, but he won't answer it exactly the way you're expecting it to be answered. That's, that's the way that God, for the majority of times, answers prayer. What the Bible does tell us is that what you can receive is this thing called peace. And here's, here's what I love about it. It's going to be supernatural peace because it's going to be beyond comprehension. It's not going to be something that I can, that people are going to walk, come around and say, you know, how is it that you can be stable in a situation like this? How is it that you're not falling over the edge? How is it that you're not so distressed where, where anybody else in the situation would, would be beside themselves? How can you manage? And very simply, you can't manage it. God can. Supernaturally, the Spirit of God inside of you is handling this for you. That is beyond comprehension. You see, that's what it means to live a life surrendered to Christ through the Spirit of God, is to live a life beyond human understanding, beyond human capacity, beyond human comprehension. That's what I'm saying when I say, let's own it for 2017. Let's live beyond ourselves. And live in the power of the Spirit to manage what only the Spirit of God can. But to do it through us. But to do it through us. Okay? Um, and and I, love, I love this part. It will guard your hearts and your minds. So whatever you worry about intellectually and whatever you worry about emotionally, God's got you covered. That's what it means to guard your heart and your mind. That both of those things, because you know, sometimes it's all in your head. Sometimes it's all in your heart. And, and, and God's not avoiding either one of those areas. I don't feel like it. I don't think like it. And it's guarding both of those areas. And isn't that, isn't that a beautiful? Don't you think that? I think that's beautiful. I do. There's, there's no philosophy. There's nothing in life that guards your heart and your mind like faith in Christ. Okay? Let's, uh, let's go to the next part of the passage really quickly. So this is a statement to challenge you wherever you're comfortable and to move beyond that. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Now, I'm sorry, that's an entire sermon series, so I'm not going to deal with that verse. Okay, right now, seriously, that's an entire sermon series. But what I will say is stop being negative. Okay, if there's there's a heading to put on to that, negativity gets us nowhere. 
Bingo. Okay. Oh, I, can't, I, I said bingo in a church. Oh, sorry. Um, okay. That's basically what it's saying. You know, it would consume your thoughts, consume your heart, your, your mind on the things that are worthy of praise and the things that are excellent. We live in a world that is filled with drivel. Absolute drivel. Okay, I'm sorry. We are. We are really filled with drivel. And, and this is encouraging us as believers to, to center our hearts and our minds on things that are worthy and excellent of praise. So, I love this. Keep putting into practice then all you learned and received from, not me, I mean me, um, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Notice, everything you heard and everything you saw. Okay, this is a great community statement. I don't know about you, I don't know about you, but the Apostle Paul was a pretty brave guy. The Apostle Paul would say to the churches, watch me as I live my faith out in Christ, and I'll be an example for you in how to do it. That should scare the life out of you. It scares the life out of me. I can tell you. Absolutely scares the life. But Paul served as an example. You're not always going to get this right. You're always going to stop, you know. But that's what it means to live in community, by the way. Watch us as we worship together, as we live together, as we commune together, as we figure this thing of life out together. And we will, you know, we'll stumble, we'll fall, we'll make mistakes. But guess what? Guess what? We'll figure it out, right? And we'll do it in faith in Christ and watch as we grow and deepen our roots. You're never going to... I've yet to know anybody who's walked away from church and has grown deeper in their faith. I'm sorry, I haven't. If you do know of a person, they're rare. You, you can let me know and I'll, you know, I'd love to you know, ex- experiment on their brain or whatever, you know, I don't know what it is. I've never known anybody who's walked away totally from church and absolutely deepened their faith in Christ. I haven't. That's just a fact, okay? And I, I love this. This is the second peace statement, by the way, the second peace statement. Then the God of peace will be with you. Isn't that a beautiful, I've, yeah, absolutely beautiful Passage. It's a call to peace. Whatever we're doing, okay? All right. Here's, you know, I, I wondered about, about this thing called peace um, and how to own it in 2017. Um, it is the most fleeting thing in most people's lives. We all have something, someplace where we're struggling to find peace whether you know it's our a relationship whether it's our work whether it's economics whether whether you know external forces that are doing things to you but trust god i know i know we communicate that all the time but I'm, my prayer for you this year is that you will trust god in a way that you haven't yet that you'll get outside of your comfort zone and become uncomfortable for the sake of the gospel. That as a church, we will become uncomfortable in some areas so that we can see more people touched by the gospel 
of Jesus Christ. You know, here's, here's the commitment I want to make to you this year. I, I want to work even harder at at least bringing the gospel in a way that is going to help you in your walk with Jesus Christ and encourage you and inspire you and see the relevancy of the Bible for your daily lives in the best possible way I can. That's my commitment and my promise to you to deliver as much as I can to you to help you in your daily walk so that you can be encouraged and strengthened in your faith in Jesus Christ. Can we, can we do that together? Can we do that for 2017? I, you know, um, I know Brent talked about community. I'm glad to see 2016 gone. I'm sorry. I, it was a brutal year for us, uh, you, know, you know, for my family and all that stuff. So I'm trying to be very hopeful for 2017, to be honest. I'm really glad of the backside of 2016. So I'm, I'm, my prayer as we begin 2017 is that we own it in faith for this year and see things really, see us really see a, a work of God in our, in our midst. Amen. Um, amen. Uh, life groups start basically next week, by the way. And we're starting a new sermon series next week called Damaged Goods, okay? Now, here's, here's, here's the, the wonder of this series. Um, a lot of us feel like we're damaged goods. But what happens when our brokenness meets the grace of God? And what difference does that make? So come next week, be encouraged by this new series as we look at this uh, wonderful um, passages that we're going to be looking at and life groups start up next week so get ready because you're going to need seat belts and helmets to get through the ride okay all right so if you come into the auditorium next week and we have you know helmets and and seat belts on every seat it's going to be a wild ride okay all right amen and happy new year everyone let's pray together father thank you for the peace that passes understanding for the peace that we all long for and Lord, I want to remember Hebrews thirteen twenty to 21 that says, Now may the God of peace, who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood, may he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to him, in all glory to him forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, everyone. As the worship team comes up, I want to remind you that we have a prayer room. If you want to commit to this year, to finding yourself in prayer, there will be people that will meet you there and will pray for you together. And, uh, and, and again, before the team starts, thank you for your commitment to Village Green and to making this community a vibrant and alive community in Christ. God bless you.